Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Edmonton was high on my list. Um, they got a lot of skill up front, and I think they have a bright future ahead. I still don't have a Stanley Cup, so I think joining this team is, is pretty exciting uh, when I look at the potential that the lineup has. My decision was uh, pretty easy, obviously, with those high-caliber players they have on their roster, and just being in a hockey city uh, made my decision real easy. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Malala. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is oil country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digital. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. how you start a show especially on a friday this is oilers now brendan ulrich with you we open with april wine they're at the river Cree resort and casino on september 2nd and uh, patrick i take it that's right up your alley absolutely man. <laughs> yeah you're jamming out there behind the glass so they're I good think. old CanCon, you know they're they got that's a lot of great too. tunes yeah that'll be a big show over at uh, the river Cree. they had the little little river band there last night and now uh April Wine is uh, upcoming. So they sponsor, of course, our hotline, 780-496-0063. They also have Steve Earle on the Dukes, September 23rd, the 30th anniversary of Copperhead Road. Today on Oilers Now, as always, our show is brought to you by Digitex. Digitex and Chet have teamed up. 
and we use their copiers and printers. The service is excellent. They now sell supplies for all brands of printers at Big Savings, digitexsupplies.ca. Brendan Ulrich with you in for Bob Stoffer once again today. Bob will also be away next week, although his mind could change at some point, and uh, maybe he'll be in. We'll wait and see. I'm sure he'll be on the show at some point next week, at least. Maybe over the phone, in studio, we'll wait and see. I know he'll want to get his hands on the sports forecaster that is out, and uh, we will be receiving our copies here at uh, 6.30, Ched, likely early next week. But we do have the managing editor of the sports forecaster magazine on the show today at 105. Gabriel Farnesi will join us. We also have Jonathan Willis. He is the managing editor for The Athletic Edmonton. He'll join us at 12.35. At 1.35 or 1.45-ish, Morley Scott will join us to set up tomorrow's Eskimos game as the Eskimos get set to host the Montreal Alouettes. And some changes for the Eskimos on offense. We'll get to uh, that here in a second. We mentioned you can call us on our Oilers Now hotline. You can also text us at 630-630, brought to you by Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson and Westlock Ford. Or check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. Every Thursday on Oilers Now, it's Stopper Inspector, brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. A reminder, the 89th running of the Canadian Derby is Saturday, August 25th at Northlands Park. We'll get to uh, the hockey stuff here in a second because we're going to uh, break down all the predictions here from the sports forecaster since we have uh, the managing editor coming up at at 105. But quickly, uh, on the Eskimos fronts, Shaq Cooper will start at running back for the Eskimos. He's in for C.J. Gable. And to be honest, I think uh, this could be a blessing in the skies for the Eskimos. And I I love C.J. Gable. I love what he brings to the table. He's tough as nails. Um, He can block. But Cooper is explosive. He is quick. And I can't wait to see what he can do uh, on the field on Saturday. He showed us a glimpse of it during the preseason, and he'll get a start in uh, place of Gable. Now, of course, you still need Gable healthy and uh, back on the roster here shortly because when it comes time to uh, grind out games when you're uh, looking to hang on to that lead or you're playing in the snow. When you're playing playoff football, that's when you rely on a guy like C.J. Gable. But in terms of explosiveness, I just want to see what Shaq Cooper can do tomorrow and uh, we will get our our chance to uh, see him. If that game does go as planned, which as we Right now, that is the plan, uh, according to the Eskimos, but they have to wait and see uh, what happens with the smoke prior to kickoff. But right now, we will play on Saturday. We know Johnny Menzel is out for uh, the Alouettes, uh, so we won't get a chance to see him. But I'm really looking forward to seeing Brian Mitchell on offense for the Eskimos as well. He will get his first start of the season. Last year, the Eskimos had all kinds of injuries uh, on offense at receiver uh, Zilster was out for a bit. Bowman was out. In came Bryant Mitchell. He stepped in, and every time he touched the football, he was electric. So I can't wait to see him get a chance here. Of course, he was injured uh, early in training camp or throughout training camp. He's uh, been on the roster for the last few weeks, uh, but he hasn't started. And he will start for the first time this season at Slotback tomorrow. And uh, the Eskimos' offense gets another weapon here. So, yeah, Williams-Walker... And Mitchell, 
Um, this might be the breakout game for the Eskimos offense that we've been waiting for. They put up all kinds of yards, but in terms of points, this could be the coming out party for this offense uh, when they take on the Alouettes tomorrow. So more on that game uh, with Morley Scott later in the show. But this is Oilers now, so let's uh, get right into it. Should we do NHL today here first, Brad? Because I know I have Brad in studio. We also have some uh, Oilers stuff to hit on, but uh, I haven't taken a look at uh, NHL today yet, so... I don't even know what's going on. Is there any news around the league? This is NHL today for elite promotional marketing more than just sportswear. Well, you can definitely tell it's August 17th. Let me just say that much when it comes to NHL news. But Nashville Predators defenseman Ryan Ellis has spoken for the first time since signing that eight-year $50 million contract extension. Ellis says he took less money keep that core group of defensemen together in Nashville. That, of course, includes P.K. Subban, Matthias Ekholm, and Roman Yossi. He went on to say that making as much money as he does, well, that's just more than enough to play the game he loves. Now, the next piece is GM David Poyle will likely have to address goalie Pekka Rinne and forward Kevin Fiala. Both have one year remaining on their current deals. Rinne will be a UFA, while Fiala will be an RFA. Speaking of RFAs, Toronto Maple Leafs forward William Nylander said there's no pressure to sign a deal, even though other restricted free agents have recently signed long-term contracts. Nylander has also said that he would prefer to sign long-term rather than take a bridge. The Carolina Hurricanes have started contract extension talks with forward Sebastian Ajo. Ajo is leading, heading into the final year of his entry-level deal. The 21-year-old posted career highs last season, both in goals with 29 points with 65. And former defenseman Brian Burrard is suing the league over head injuries. Burrard claims the league failed to protect him throughout his career and now has serious medical issues because of it. It's hard to believe it's been 23 years since Burrard was selected first overall in the NHL draft. That's NHL Today for elite promotional marketing, more than just sportswear. Brad, you can stick around for uh, this segment because we're just going to break down all these projections here. Let's do it. In the uh, sports uh, forecaster. I'll say this. Let's start with their line combos they have for the Oilers. I really like what they have in the top six. This is interesting. Of course, they have Nugent Hopkins with McDavid. On the right side, it's not Ty Ratty, it's Jesse Poliarvi. So, of course, I think Poliarvi will need to impress and camp and step up and grab it at some point. But uh, that looks like a pretty good first line to me if Poliarvi takes a step forward this season. If he takes that step forward, I think opening night, barring a really impressive camp by Poliarvi, you got to think that Ratty starts there. Yeah. And then Poliarvi maybe on the second or, or third line, depending how his camp goes, as you said. And then if he plays well in the first 10-12 games and Ratty is not seeing as much success on that top line, they swap roles. Yeah, it's possible. Um, I like the second line they have as well. I've been saying all offseason, I'd play Tobias Reeder on the left side with Leon Draisaitl. That's what they have. And then on the right side, they have Yamamoto. So this could be Yamamoto, Poliarvi, or Ratty, one of those three. But I like... Uh, the fact that they have three skilled players on the same line here and uh, two skilled players, that is, I guess, with a dry settle. And to me, if it's Yamamoto, Poliarvi, R. Ratty on the right side, that's a good sign. And then Reeder would shift to the left side and push Lucic down to the third line. And all of a sudden, you have a really quick and speedy, skilled top six with uh, McDavid and dry settle down the middle and uh, a lot of options on the wings. Well, and that's what uh, Todd McClellan wants. That's what all the assistants want this year, right? And I mean, Shirelli addressed it numerous times, and that's speed. And if that's your top six, that's a, a fast top six. 
it looks good. Hopefully it pans out that way, especially if Yamamoto cracks the roster and stays there for the year, which I think he will. He's a dynamic player. He has a lot of potential. He'll fit in well there. Well, you say that's what the coaches have been talking about, yes, but when it comes to the actual games, we'll see if they actually decide to move Lucic to the third line. I don't know if they'll actually do that. They might. If Reader or as these younger guys step in and emerge quickly, then they might. But uh, right now, ah, that top six looks pretty uh, dangerous to me. So that's what the sports forecaster has in terms of lines. They actually have Ty Ratty as an extra along with Zach Cassian. So they have Aberg on the fourth line as well. I mean, I think Cassian basically is locked into that fourth line role for now, but uh, Aberg could impress and uh, get some playing time as the season moves along. Of course, we uh, they have taken uh, Sekera out of the defensive pairings. They have Clefbaum, Larson, Nurse, and Benning, and then they have Russell and Bouchard. Extras Gravel and Bear. So they have Bouchard starting the season on the Oilers roster now. Gabe is, uh, or Gabriel is the managing editor. He actually has the Oilers in the playoffs, correct, Brad? Yes. But in the he book, <laughs> yes, but it, and we'll talk to him more about that. But in the book, they have the Oilers missing the playoffs in ninth. Yeah, that's the consensus. They have them in ninth. I didn't get to look at it too much. I'm not, who are the wild cards there this year that they have? In the West, they have uh, Chicago as a wild card out of the Central, and then uh, the Ducks as a wild card team in the Pacific. They have LA, San Jose, and Vegas as the three playoff teams in the Pacific. Pacific Division. Well, I was just saying yesterday with Anaheim, and you agreed. I think they're a fringe team. Maybe they are the eighth seed. Maybe they're seventh, but maybe they're tenth. It depends how everything shakes down with that team. And I know we haven't gotten into the awards, but they're obviously expecting a big season from John Gibson because they have him as the Vesna this year. So they're oh, expecting. Really? I didn't even see that. They're expecting Anaheim to oh, make yeah, the playoffs right. essentially on the back of John Gibson, and they would need sixty-five games out of him to do that. Yeah. These are some interesting predictions uh, in terms of the awards. but uh, So they have uh, the Ducks as a wildcard team. They have the Oilers, Arizona, Calgary, and Vancouver on the outside. They actually have Calgary all the way in 7th and Pacific. I would be stunned if that happened. I think Calgary <laughs> is likely one of the three teams making the playoffs, if not a wild card team or maybe they're just missing out like they have the Oilers. But there's no chance in my mind that Calgary's finishing 7th unless... Mike Smith is injured for the whole season or something. Which... Right. You need an, an absolute implosion there for Calgary to be yeah. coming seventh. Like, I agree with you again with, with Calgary. I mean, maybe seventh or eighth. Maybe they finish top three in their division, or maybe they just miss out. So many things need to happen for them to be really good this year, but there's also the potential to not be really bad, but barely miss out on the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. So they made, they made a lot of good changes there in Calgary, I think. I, I really like the Flames. I could see them even winning the Pacific. Like, it's wide open. Any of these teams could win. Calgary might be one of them. They have the Kings winning the Pacific, San Jose in second, Vegas in third, and then uh, Vancouver all the way down at number eight. Interesting in the Central here quickly. We'll get to some of the uh, Oiler point projections in a second, but uh, they have Nashville, Winnipeg, Colorado as the three Central Division teams, which... Uh, you know, that's uh, possible for sure. Colorado, of course, a wildcard team last year. They have Chicago back in the playoffs as a wildcard team. On the outside, though, all three of these teams are good, and all three of them could make the playoffs. This is a really tough division. They have St. Louis, Dallas, and Minnesota all the way down in seventh in the Central. I'm swapping out Colorado for St. Louis. The upgrades they made this offseason, I mean, you bring in Ryan O'Reilly, and you bring in Tyler yeah. Bozak as your third-line center, 
and then you already mix in the players they have, like Tarasenko and and so on. Back end is still solid. To me, they're yeah. a top they're a top three team in the Central. Yeah, like say they they all, like five teams in this division could make the playoffs. They could have both wild card teams because I think Dallas could be in too. I do agree with you on St. Louis. I think they're likely a lock for the playoffs. I probably would have Chicago on the outside. Um, Colorado too. Like they, they they could still impress and build off of what they did last year. So there could be five teams in this division making it, which would mean no team, no wild card teams in the Pacific, which isn't good news for the Oilers. But there are just so many good teams in this division. Like Minnesota at seventh. They've made the playoffs like every year for the last five or six years. Bruce Boudreau gets success out of his teams in the regular season. They basically have the same team as last year. So to all of a sudden, to all of a sudden have them down at number seven, that's interesting to me. But uh, someone, I guess, needs to finish seventh in that division. All seven teams are good, so I have no idea. No, it's going to be an interesting year as always. But, I mean, that Central, like you said, it's stacked. I would put Chicago on the outside as well, though. They lack depth. And Corey Crawford is... Who knows how he bounces back after his uh, injury problems last season? Uh, the D is uh, getting up there in age as well. I like yeah. some of their younger fours, but yeah, I agree. Like their D with Keith Seabrook, these guys are getting up there in age, and they didn't really have good seasons last year either. Either of those two, so no, and they didn't add much in the off season. So to me, they're ninth or tenth. I think there, that's St. Louis is third to me, and then Colorado is still a wild card club. At least that's that's for me. But, hey, I mean, everybody has their own forecast. But uh, like you said, to, to have Minnesota down in seventh with all the success they've had over the last five or six years, I think that's a little bit of a, a steep price to pay. We won't get into the Eastern predictions because uh, we actually want people to go out and buy this magazine still, so we're sort of uh, spoiling everything for them. But uh, we are going to talk about a lot of it uh, with uh, Gabe here at 105. I know earlier in the week we talked about their projection for McDavid. They have him at 120. Drysaddle at 83. Nugent Hopkins at 79. Brad and I sort of chimed in on that earlier in the week, so we don't need to uh, get into that. Um, I'm just looking at the list here, seeing if anything stands out in terms of other Oilers. I know they had Ryan Strom last year at like 70 points in terms of projection. <laughs> I think they were saying he was going to play the entire year with Connor McDavid. That, of course, didn't happen. But they have Strom this season at uh, 43. So That's on par yeah. with his career stats, right? Yeah. He's, a, he's a guy that's going to be between 30 to 45 points. And I think that's a reasonable number for him this year. Like you said, last year it was all the, the hype to play with McDavid. That didn't happen. And then a lot of people were very frustrated with Ryan Strome, but I mean, that's just the type of player he is. You can't expect too much more than that. Yeah, he sort of found his uh, you know, place on the team as a third-line center, and it was after the halfway point of the season he started to settle in. He was good on the penalty kill. He, he was still on the power play as well, uh, but he sort of found uh, the role that works for him, and uh, Todd McClellan and him were both uh, you know, on par and on sync with what they, they wanted from each other, so it, it worked. And we'll see him likely in that role to start the season here as well. So, what else do they have here in terms of interesting tidbits? So, they have Bouchard playing 50 games. So, they basically have him on the team for the entire season, uh, playing 24 or for 24 points in 50 games. Um, so, they have him basically, I guess, balancing in and out of the lineup because they would have to send him back to junior. Um, so, they also have Yamamoto playing 63 games. And they have Yamamoto with 31 points. And I could see, like, if Yamamoto doesn't make the Oilers out of training camp, he'll go down to the minors and they'll likely come up at some point. So 
that's maybe where they get the 63 games from. Some interesting notes there, though, and we can uh, dig deeper into them. You can text us 630-630 with your thoughts on that. We also will talk to uh, Gabriel at 105. It's 1224 in Edmonton. We are late for a break, so we'll take a, a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll sprinkle in a few text messages at 1235. Jonathan Willis will join us. Twelve twenty-seven in Edmonton. Back here on Oilers Now, Brendan Ulrich with you. Some guests on Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse. Every Wednesday is date night at Roos Chris, which you can dine for one hundred and twenty dollars ninety-nine ninety. Jasper Avenue. Dudley says swap Edmonton and Vegas on that list. And you'll have something closer to the way things will look at the end of the year from Dudley. Honestly, I have no idea what Vegas is uh, going to do this season. Anyone that does is just, you know, throwing uh, something against the wall and hoping it sticks. I was going to say a word I probably shouldn't have said there, but you know what I mean? Like, I have no idea what to expect from Vegas. And for you to say you think they're, it's just a, it's just a crapshoot. Like, honestly. They could be as good as they were last year, or they could fall off the map. But they did something that none of us expected last year. And they could build off that. And a lot of those players that went through the playoffs gained confidence. They now know what it takes to win. And they might have something there. They have one of the best goalies in the NHL, if not the best, in Marc-Andre Fleury. So who knows? I don't even want to speculate on what they, they are going to do. We'll have to wait and see, in my opinion. It's 1229 in Edmonton. We'll take a time out for the news. When we come back, Jonathan Willis will join us from The Athletic. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.